Welcome to the Engineering Influence Podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies. We are broadcasting from our 2022 annual fall conference from beautiful Colorado Springs, Colorado at the Broadmoor. Programming is brought to you this year by HDR. Thank you very much, HDR, for sponsoring us. And I am very pleased to be joined by one of our keynote speakers. Really, our keynote speaker, our first one for the conference, and it's a great way to kick it off, I think is going to be probably one of the most inspiring uh, presentations that we have uh, for our schedule is Travis Mills. And uh, Travis is uh, the founder of the Travis Mills Foundation. He is a veteran of uh, the war in Afghanistan, and he is also a, um, a wounded warrior. And he has tra founded the Travis uh, uh, Mills Foundation to help veterans dealing with battlefield wounds and, 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 and coming back and, and trying to get back to a normal life and, and, and you know, overcome adversity and, and help them through the process. And, and he's here to speak with us today um, to our group. And Travis, thank you for joining us. Absolutely, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Uh, I can't thank the ACEC enough for letting me come here to the beautiful Broadmoor and, yeah. spell, you know, share my story. Uh, I've been fortunate to speak here before, so it's a, it's a gorgeous facility and a lot of great people that I'm going to get to uh, hang out with today. Yeah, it's uh, you know, worst places to have to be, right? It's a beautiful October day yeah. in uh, in Colorado. Um, you know, you're speaking to a group of you know business guys, business executives, and leaders uh, of firms. And um, what's the message that you want to kind of impart to them today in your presentation? Well, you know, I think uh, the biggest thing I focus on is resiliency. Yeah, uh, about being able to bounce back and push forward, and know that whatever happens in life, um, you can always. Uh, you know, get through it. Yeah. And I try not to let my story be too big. So it's like, oh my gosh, this guy's normal no legs. I have nothing to complain about. Like we all have stuff to complain about and we all have problems that we're going through. And I want to make people understand that no matter if their problem is cancer or their problem is a loved one going through anxiety or something, we're all in this together. And yeah. there's ways to get through and to keep pushing forward and to live out the slogan that I've uh, co coined as my own for never give up, never quit. You know, and, and that's what I'm here today to do. Have a good time. It's a lot more jokes and laughs than yeah. people really realize and um you know we can put a positive spin on something that was so terrible in my life in our industry you know we're all focused on making things better making things improving things and making them more to your point resilient i think there is a kind of a, a cross there of, absolutely of, of 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 purpose but then it's also the accessibility issues that you know our infrastructure when you came back and when you were fully when you got to the point where you were recovered and you were um you know out and about walking the streets trying to get back to normal things i mean what kind of the did you, you realize exactly how the infrastructure wasn't designed for someone who had to yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of places that aren't like necessarily made for me and i'm fortunate to be able to be mobile enough with prosthetic arms and legs i can figure it out but um for a lot of guys that are wheelchair bound or people yeah. that have different disabilities, um, the world is not created for them um, or it wasn't at first. Now it's getting a lot better. Yeah. And that's obviously due to a lot of preparation planning and people stepping up in their design and engineering work to make it possible for people like me to be involved in, you know, everyday activities with my family, with my friends. So even sometimes we go to event centers that don't have an elevator to the second story, but you have a 400 pound wheelchair with a person that's paralyzed from the chest down that yeah. can't get up it and that that kind of thing you see 
less and, and less of every day, but it's definitely something that took a lot of uh, creativity to, to plan out. And I appreciate that engineers are willing to take the task on and make it so people can live a new normal life with whatever situation they find themselves in. Yeah, I think it's something that the industry has really focused in on. It's 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 creating more open and accessible infrastructure, making it work for everybody, not just for yeah what people have thought of. I guess in the past, you know, your general user of the infrastructure, you know, whether it's a train, it's a, it's a, it's, it's but the the width of a sidewalk that you're going to be building site, yeah, right, things of that nature. So, you know, I think that it's it's something that the industry is really kind of trying to trying to focus in on. I mean, from uh, the purpose of, uh, I guess, the, the the standpoint of resiliency for us, you know, it's 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 designing for the long term and unfor- and dealing with unforeseen circumstances, right? You you build a bridge today, but a hurricane twenty years from now could knock it down, right? And yeah, yeah, absolutely. But luckily, there's uh, brilliant people out there that are able to rebuild that bridge yeah. and yeah. try to find ways where. They can make it stronger and better. I think that's what, you know, the beauty of, you know, this profession and the people in this room that are here with me today, they're always trying to improve, make better, um, think about every possible scenario. And if something happens that wasn't thought out, well, they think about it and they plan it out better the next time. So, yeah. you know, I, I try to live in the world as it is, but the fact that I'm able to be here today and talking and sharing my message um, is you know, it, it's great for, for me to be able to do that, but it also opens the eyes of everybody in this room really to see like, oh, you know, I, I know I build for the masses, but there are the onesies and twosies that, yeah. that also need us to think outside the box whenever we're doing a project. And that's really awesome. So uh, with the foundation, how many, how many veterans and families have you uh, helped? So for the foundation, we've helped uh, over a thousand families. We opened the doors officially in 2017, mm-hmm. and it is a barrier-free resort that we kind of set up to give back to veterans that have been physically injured with yeah. uh, paralyzation, amputation, spinal cord injury, something to, you know, to the effect of happening while in service. Yeah. So you could be stateside and have a work accident, or you could be overseas and get blown up like I did, and we bring you out with your family and show you that life goes on. Yeah. As well as we have a post-traumatic stress program program that we incorporated that is between 10 to 12 weeks a year, eight veterans that have been combat veterans or first responders that can come. And if, you know, we keep growing and growing and it's something I'm very blessed to be able to be a part of. And as the founder and president, um, we started with a $5,000 donation from my wife and I for care packages. And it's grown into be one of the top veteran service organizations in the nation. And I, to this day still, and will always continue to never take a dime. It's not about me. And it all takes place up in Maine, right? All up in Maine. And we are now finishing up uh, two more buildings. And once those buildings are funded and completed, then we'll look at potentially expanding our programs to another facility or two, potentially three throughout the U.S., so that we can operate, you know, all throughout the the U.S. with the Travis Mills Foundation. Yeah, it's really important, I think, and everybody, I think, I would hope, recognizes who's listening to this that, despite the fact that we might have we might have ended our engagements in both Iraq and Afghanistan, that doesn't mean that the the requirement, the need to support our veterans stops. It doesn't stop when we pull out of someplace. It's a long-term commitment that we have for our veterans, especially those who are injured or, or, or require
require a lot of adapting to a, a life. You know. Well, yeah. So I think that the big thing is that we have to keep pushing forward and we have to give back to those that served and were injured so so uh, brutally. But also we have the chance to show them that life goes on to be active in their society, active in their community. And we bring them out. And it's not just a vacation to relax and do nothing. We show them how to do things adaptively. Yeah. We have a high rise ropes course that we built with Mike Rowe. We have um, archery and boating, ice fishing and bobsledding and a bunch of crazy things things yeah but we want to give them the opportunity to have a place where they can feel comfortable uh-huh. where the spouse isn't the caregiver all the time and the children see other uh, parents in the same situation as theirs yeah and you know surprisingly the need is actually really great and we might expand to first responders that have been injured on the job and you know we take a really slow um, you know crawl walk run men- mentality yeah. But we do the best we can to make it all work. You know, one thing I do when I kind of close with is is that, you know, everyone here is either a president or runs or is an executive with an engineering firm. And veteran employment is something which is always an issue, right? I mean, people coming back, not just moving forward and past whatever difficulty they have, but, you know, making sure that they can find jobs after they, you know, depart the military. Um, I mean, from your perspective, I mean, from what you've heard from the families that you've helped, I mean, how important is it for companies to have an open door policy and really encourage veterans to apply for jobs? Well, I think it's very important. And it's not just the veterans that get out that are injured. It's all veterans. Yeah that have worked hard, dedicated their time to the serving their country. And I think sometimes the resume maybe doesn't show exactly what that veteran's true worth is. Yeah. And I think you've got, got to take a close look at what you're taught in the military. You're taught where to go, what to do, what to say, how to react, how to have discipline, how to be respectful, as well as if you get told something by your officers or your, your um, non-commissioned officer, you know, sergeants and above, you get told to do something, you have to do it. Like yeah. you have to get the job done. I mean, not once did I ever sit there and say, ah, I don't think I'm going to do this mission today. I know you asked me or told me to, but I can't, I'm yeah. not going to do it. So the drive and dedication and determination a veteran brings to the team is uh, just outstanding. And it's about channeling, you know, what they know already and unlocking, you know, the possibilities for them to thrive in your company, you know, in your company yeah. and get the job done. So I always encourage hiring veterans and veteran spots houses um because you know i i think work's a great thing people wonder what my hobbies are honestly i work i uh <laughs> i have I opened a restaurant recently i have a nice. marina nice uh i started a clothing line and um travel about 120 days a year speaking so yeah. you know very fortunate to be in the shoes that i'm in with no arms no legs living in a great country but if people are out there looking for you know somebody to put into the workforce a veteran is a really good option and it all boils down to their training and what they've they've been through already you know and the can-do attitude because you're not able to say no yeah <laughs> Well, Travis, I, I you know you can hear the kind of the, the background noise here. Everybody's going into the general session room to hear from you. Thank you. So I won't hold you up any longer. But thank you very much for spending a couple of minutes with us. Hey, absolutely. I'm looking forward to today. I got to write a speech still, but once I get that done, <laughs> we'll be ready to go. But no, yeah, sounds hey, good. It's gonna go great. If everybody wants to know more, visit TravisMillsFoundation.org. And thank you for all your time. Have a great day. Yeah, thank you so much. And definitely go to the site. And again, this has been Engineering Influence Podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies. We'll see you next time.